In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Today is the second week of the blessed month of Beva, and as we discussed uh, last week, the theme of this month is about the authority of Christ, or Christ as the Pantocrator. And last week, we read about Christ's authority over healing and forgiveness of sins and the healing of the paralytic man. And today we see Christ's authority over nature and in the way Christ was able to fill the net of the fishermen. And the gospel begins by saying that there was a people, a multitude of people, and they were starting to press the Lord Jesus Christ. And so the Lord entered into a boat and started to preach to them from the boat. So all the people are, you can imagine, are sitting on the seashore, and the Lord is preaching to them from the boat. And then after he finished his sermon, or his word to them, he asked St. Peter to launch into the deep, and then to let out down their nets for a catch. And then St. Peter, and he famously like replied, he said, Master, we have toiled all night, and we have caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. And so the idea that I want to speak about today is this. It's the idea that, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. We have toiled all night and caught nothing. But when you insert the Lord into the equation, you have a full net of fish. So I think many of us, we can relate to St. Peter. And many of us, because many of us, we have toiled all night and we have caught nothing. Or maybe we worked so hard for something in school or in work and we didn't receive maybe the benefit from that, that hard work. Or perhaps we're trying to fight against like a certain sin and we're trying and we're battling to defeat a certain sin, but we keep, we keep falling. And I think what we can learn from this gospel is that when the Lord is involved, He fills the net. He fills the net. With His presence and His blessing, there is help. There's assistance. And there's victory over sin. And so, but in order to access that victory, or the full net, there's a few lessons I think we can learn. So the idea is, how can we have the full net? I think one, the first step into having the full net is to have... Or to hear the word of God. That's why the gospel, it started today with them listening to the word of God. It actually says that they pressed him to hear the word of God. They were eager. They were excited, like all of you right now, very excited to hear the word of God. And then after they had the word of God... Then the net became, like later on, then the net was filled. But I was meditating on this passage. I was thinking about what did the Lord preach to them? What do you think the Lord said to them as he was sitting here, you know, standing here from the shore? And what the disciples, like, what was he saying to them? What, like, what message do you think he gave to them? When I was meditating, I thought that he probably had, the Lord probably said something about the problem of sin. And the reason I, I think that is because in the Gospel of Matthew, if you read, account, uh, read about the account of the calling of St. Peter, right before it, it says, from that time, Jesus began to preach and say, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So I think 
I don't know and I don't think we'll ever know the exact words, but I think the theme of what the Lord was saying was something along the lines of repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And I think if you think about that, it makes sense because at the end of the story, after the net was full, St. Peter, he was like taken back and he said, depart from me for I am a sinful man. So he actually confessed. He had a confession. So I think the words of the Lord were something about repentance. I believe the word of God, the the idea is that the word of God, when it penetrates your heart, that's the first step to have a full nut. After you listen to the word of God, I think the next step is to trust or have faith in the word of God. And I think this is the opposite of what the world is teaching now. Because if you think about what the world is teaching now, the world is teaching us to be sort of self-reliant, to depend on yourself, to depend on your own wit, to depend on your own might, to depend on other earthly things. But what we learn from the gospel is that if you depend on yourself, actually the net could be still empty. Like there's no guarantee that if you work hard, the net will become full. And that's why like St. Peter and his crew, like he had a team with him, Andrew, James and John and his father and his hired servants, they toiled all night. They worked so hard, but yet they were still empty. And I'm sorry to generalize this, but I think this is sort of a good description of our country. The way like our, like the country, like America is headed. Everyone is working so hard. And everyone's trying to accomplish so many like tasks and achieve wealth and status. And But at the end, everyone is still feeling lonely. Or everyone is still feeling empty. Empty in their family life. Empty in their spiritual life. Empty in many different ways. I think this is the point that Psalm 127 tries to make. It says, unless the Lord builds the house, those who have labored, have labored in have labored in vain. Unless the Lord guards the city, those who have watched, they have watched in vain. It is vain for you. It is vain. It is useless for you to rise up early, to sit up late. And when uh, the psalmist, I think he's referring to like hard manual labor, to eat the bread of sorrows, to eat the bread of sorrows, anxious toil, another Translation said anxious toil. This was the anxious toil that I think St. Peter was enduring. The anxious toil of trying to find fish, find fish, find fish, find fish. It's a hard thing to say. Say that ten times fast. Find fish. Okay, But to trying to find fish and they couldn't find anything. It is useless for you to work so hard for living. Another translation. Getting up early and going to bed late. For the Lord provides for those whom he loves while they are asleep. The Lord provides for those whom He loves while they are asleep. So we need to break this self-reliance on ourselves. We need to break this idea that we can save ourselves. We can't save ourselves. We need a Savior. That's why we need the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to learn and trust and have faith and obey the Word of the Lord. There's a story in the Old Testament about one of the kings of Israel. His name is King Asa. Anybody know the story of King Asa? Have I told you the story of King Asa before? King Asa was the fifth king from the line of David, or the third king of Judah. 
the third king of Judah. And King Asa was uh, at that time, so we're talking like 900 BC, like 900 BC, and the the uh, the Israelites were at war with Judah. You know, they used to be one nation, but now they've been split. So now civil war is happening. And the king of Israel, the name of the king of Israel, his name was King Basha, Lostez Basha, from Israel, is coming to war against King Asa. And he, what uh, King Basha did is he started to cut down the ex- exit ways from Jerusalem. So basically he surrounded the city so that no one could leave Judah. And basically, Judah would then just kind of fall apart. So King Asa thought about this problem. He said, oh no, I'm outnumbered. What am I going to do? So King Asa thought to himself. And the idea that came to his mind was to go to the temple. To take the gold from the temple. Because the, you know there was lots of... There was gold, silver, a lot of precious things in the temple. He took those things and he decided to go to the king of Syria and make an alliance with the king of Syria. And he said, come fight with me. He, like Because actually the king of Syria was allied with Israel. So then he made the alliance with Syria and told the king to leave Israel and come fight with me. And then, you know, this will solve my problem. And actually, so he did all of that, and actually it worked. So he made the alliance with uh, Syria, and did all the thing, and problem solved. You won, Asa, you did a good job. That And Asa was like very happy with himself. But then, a few days later, or sometime later, a prophet came to him. And let me just read to you what... The prophet said to King Asa. I think this is the message for us today. Because you relied. See the key words here. Because you relied on the king of Syria. Instead of relying on the Lord your God. The army of the king of Israel. Has escaped from you. Didn't the Ethiopians and the Libyans. Have large armies with many chariots and cavalry troops. But because you relied on the Lord. He gave you victory over them. The Lord keeps close watch over the whole world to give strength to those whose hearts are loyal to Him. You have acted foolishly. And from now on, you will always be at war. You see, King Asa had the idea that I'm just going to solve this problem in this way. I'll ally, problem solved. But actually, if he instead of relying on himself and his own wit... And he relied on the Lord. Actually the Lord said, I was going to defeat Israel for you. Instead of just like they retreated, I was going to defeat them. And then he reminded him, why didn't you come to me? I helped you against all the other nations in the past. So why did, and if you were loyal to me, then I would have solved all your problems. That's the idea I want us to think about. Is that sometimes we're too self-reliant. In order to have a full net, we can't rely on ourselves. We, can ha- we have to rely on God. So we said one was to hear the word of God. Two was to not be self-reliant. To have trust and faith in that word of God. The third point is to be obedient. Obedient. Or in the way of the gospel of today is to launch into the deep. That is the leap of faith. You have to leap 
You have to go. You have to act. It's not enough to just have the knowledge of, oh, I rely on God, okay. All the, the, like the first two steps, you know it. I didn't say anything that you didn't know in the first two steps. But the third step is now to take the leap of faith, to go into the deep. I think there's many times, many times there's barrier for us to go to the deep. One time, like one reason maybe we don't go into the deep is the uncertainty, the uncertainty of the future. You say, oh, uh, it's too, like, out there, I can't see it. Here, I know what's going on. But the deep, uh, it's mm, too scary, too scary to make a leap of faith. Like, I'll give you an example. Like many people, maybe like, just one example, maybe have bad friends. And you know bad friends are not good and all that stuff. But are you willing to make the leap of faith to say, mm, bad friends, like I need to cut this off. Are you willing to make the leap of faith? Because that requires more, like a little effort on your part to take that step. And the uncertainty, you might say, well then I don't, I don't know who's gonna be my friend. If I cut off this friend, who's gonna be my friend now? So it's uncertain. So then you get scared and then you don't make the leap of faith. Or maybe another reason maybe you don't make, we don't make leaps of faith, and I think all of us can face this, is maybe we remember past shortcomings. Or we remember past mistakes. And sometimes we feel hopeless or maybe depressed. Like I was thinking about that. Couldn't like St. Peter have said when the Lord said, go launch into the deep. He said, he said, master, we've toiled all day. There's no hope. Like why, why go to the deep again? It's like we tried. We were just there yesterday. We tried. We had six, like the whole family, the whole crew. We had everybody. What's the point of going back again? But he didn't let past disappointments or past things prevent him from going out into the deep. So don't let uncertainty or don't let past failures or past shortcomings prevent you from relaunching into the deep. In order to have access or victory in the full net, we said three things. Hear the word of God, trust and have faith, and to launch into the deep, to obey. The last thing I think is to be committed to the Lord. In the Pauline epistle or the Catholic epistle it says, Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Enmity with God. Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you think the scripture says in vain, The spirit who dwells in us yearns jealousy. But he gives more, this is the key, grace. To have the full net, you need the grace. Grace is the, the, the what fills the net. God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. I, we were reading yesterday about the calling of St. Peter. And what's amazing about the calling of St. Peter is he had his whole family there. And when he saw the full net and he made his confession, then it's written he immediately forsook all and followed him. I think that's the type of commitment that uh, good disciples, the people that want the full net, they're ready to forsake all. They're ready to leave their family. He left his father just sitting in the boat and went on and for a new to be a fisher of man. What does that mean? He could have been, what is that? He said, I'm going to leave all that behind because he saw the full net. He saw a new life full of purpose and glory. And glory be to God forever. Amen.